Dramatic shots of heroin spoons. It does when whenever okay. I see the the heroin spoons in movies and stuff, it does kind of always look like caramelizing sugar, and so I am always a little bit like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that, but let's let's. Do you want me to not do that? Would it make I, you feel better if I did not say that? It's too late now. <laughs> We're now you into it. Too much on it now. <laughs> It does look like that. It kind. It, I always kind of think I'm like that. That's they're making candy. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like a candy making process. <laughs> Every set uh, where he does heroin, or I guess just in his house, it looks like not a fun place to do any drug. No, it looks <laughs> terrible and like it smells. I have a lot of opinions on all of this. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well. All right. Here we go. Um. All right. Never mind. Welcome to Pod Minutes of Cast Night. <laughs> It's the two minutes to late night podcast, uh, where we li- we we just I don't know we listen to, we usually we're we're changing what the show is I guess yeah yeah we do what we fucking want yeah dudes. we do what we want uh, we normally listen to bad albums we're doing movies now we're doing uh, <laughs> music music based movies yeah music based uh, movies but also we're doing whatever we want but also we do whatever we want. There's no rules. There's yeah, no Drew, rules in rock and roll. Drew and dude. I literally just talked about <laughs> Spider-Man Three one episode. It was just two of us. That's an old movie that no one wants to remember. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get started, did anybody listen to anything they liked this week? Oh, uh, I've been listening to uh, Old Town Road on repeat. Uh, get just the all fuck I'm listening to what? now. What even? I don't. Old Town Road. It's. It's the, not it's, even. You like missed the wave. No, I didn't. It just had its second uh, wave because he just put out the video the other day. Uh, what is happening? He just released a video. Uh, it's this little you- kid. He's like 19 years old, Lil Nas X, who put out the song called Old Town Road. And it's sort of like a hip hop uh, song with like a country beat going on to it. And it went super viral. Everybody was into it. Ended up on the top of the Billboard country charts. And then uh, the Billboard country charts were like, Oh, actually, uh, n- no, he's not a country guy. And everyone's like, what does that mean, Billboard? And they're like, I don't know what you think it means, but it doesn't mean what you think it means. And they had this whole big back and forth where nobody was saying what they really meant. And then he got kicked off the Billboard charts. And then uh, Billy, Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus, Cyrus came out. And he was like, uh, actually, the song whips ass and I'm going to sing on it. And you can't say no to me on the Billboard charts because I'm Billy Ray fucking Cyrus. <laughs> And so now it's back on the charts, and it's like number you one. You really overall. didn't know anything about this, Jordan? It's I've been like. I've never heard of whatever is happening. This has oh. been all over the internet for like a month and a half. Yeah, it's been like a good long month and a half. Anyways, the Missed. point is the song whips ass. It's really fun, and the video is really funny. It's fine. The video is funny. The song is fine. <laughs> I think it's good. I I appreciate more what the song represents than what it sounds like mm. because I don't care for country in general. Uh, unless it's uh, a 90 Shania Twain. I do like a 90 <laughs> Shania Twain. Uh, or Anyways, occasionally a Johnny Cash if, if I'm in a, a real situation. 
I just, you know, I get that this was probably like an internet trend, but I just, you know, I, I'm real tired, you guys. I can't, I got to kind of like pick my, uh, I got to pick my, like, I'm going to get up in arms about something. Yeah. Battles. And there's just a lot of battles going on. And even though I'm glad that this one has uh, gone little Nas's way, I just also don't think I have the energy or the capacity to give a fuck. Yeah. You know, well, you I don't mean? have to like, anymore because now the yeah. fight's over. Billy Ray's on it. It's it's yeah. sailing. That's it got rectified. It all it great. all worked out in yeah. the end and you didn't have to do shit. Yeah. I didn't have to. No Look one great actually job has did. to do it. Jordan, you did a great job. I did a great job. <laughs> Look, it's a. Uh, it's a, uh, it's this. It's people. There's like pe. There's people. You know, trying to rewrite entire seasons of HBO for some reason. <laughs> like the, I'm so tired. I yeah. don't. I think what you're <laughs> reacting to, Jordan, is that boring people get up in arms about boring stuff, mm-hmm. like when it comes to the Game of Thrones stuff and whatever. But here's the thing: we can't talk about that too much, or we lose our entire. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I, the I new mean, season was fine. It was fine. I didn't. There was see nothing it. that wrong with it. I have watched two episodes of Game of Thrones. I know no, you guys aren't in on it, but like people are mad about it, and I don't get why. It was fine. It's Look, TV. What I do got, you want? I got mad at Game of Thrones for being gross. And yeah, it was just I super saw... rapey. And then I was like, I'm good. And then five years later, it's like. People Everyone's like, mad how it ended. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this show gross? I'm like, yeah, man. You don't need to have it rewritten to not be gross. You just don't have to watch gross stuff. Yeah. That's literally all you got to do. People are like, man, all the... every. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but people were like, man, she killed... This person became bad and killed everybody. I'm like, everyone does that on that show. Yeah. That's the whole That's show. That's the whole show. That's what doesn't, they do. Doesn't sound super outrageous based <laughs> on the other things I've seen on the show. Uh, yeah, what did you... Uh, uh, I f- I'm sorry we got there from the... I'm, I am I'm actually equally unhelpful this week because all I've been listening to is Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what he can do with one arm. Guys, photograph fucking rips. It does. <laughs> it's a good song. It's summertime. It's warm and I want to listen to hair metal. I love it. Leave I... me alone. Katie, you can listen to Animal. It's a good song. <laughs> Thank you. That has a that that song has a very pleasing clean guitar tone. That's what I'm saying. I want to harmonize with my boys with our big hair. Yeah. I skipped getting my mullet trimmed to come record this. So that's how dedicated I am to rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, there was that commercial that used to be on VH1 and stuff late at night that was... Uh, it was for one of those compilations. Uh, Monster Ballads. Was it Monster Ballads? Yeah, the one Monster where it's like, Ballads. every bad boy has his soft side. Yes! <laughs> you think and I... Yeah, it's all the hair guys playing piano. Yeah. You think I don't... You think I didn't... Listen, did you own that? I, I, I did I, not own... came on TV every, every single day. Yeah. I did not own Monster Ballads, but um, they also had the 90s alt-rock version of it, which was Buzz Ballads. Oh, yes. yes. Buzz Ballads and, was, and Monster Jam. Yeah, so like, so the difference is... 
Monster Jam. I think it's Monster yes. Jam. Yeah, so Monster Jam Monster is the Monster Truck, truck Show. Monster Bell is, was like, y'all, yeah, the hair metal dudes playing piano. So it's very much just like crying in the rain. Yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, you know, um, the, the. You're right. This yeah, is like me. November this rain is. And, thank you. Uh, I was. Th- <laughs> every rose has its thorn. The this is me pretending one. to be playing yeah, uh, Appetite for Destruction. Is what Beth wasn't on it. It was the from the one from the album we listened right. to. Right, oh, but then God. Buzz. They're like, this works, so let's do Buzz ballads. But Buzz ballads was like stained. <laughs> or like, I it's don't trained. want the world to see me. Oh, and that's I, the and, Goo Goo Dolls. Right, and everyone was like, not as good. Yeah, they had, like, it wasn't some good. weird name before they were the Goo Goo Dolls. They were called like like Sex Roach or something. Yeah, like they that. they always have that. That's every every band has just like yeah. We were once called Boogerface Thong, but we were called your mom. But now we are the fucking the the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Every yeah, every like '90s to 2000s like successful yeah. uh, uh, like radio rock band has some history where they're like, we're called something stupid, and yeah. then a producer is like, no, you're not. Yeah, and the like, thing. what do you mean? We're called uh, we're called we're called Doctor Pee-Pee's Good Time Journal. <laughs> That's us. It's always long and nonsense, yeah. and it's just. And then they get, then they get renamed Train. <laughs> anyway, this is a riff for five minutes ago, but uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday on Monster Jam, <laughs> Brett Michaels sings a sad song. Uh, that w- Every rose has a truck. <laughs> uh, this is all very uh, appropriate because when I was living in Portland, Oregon, two years in a row, the Monster Truck Show was on Valentine's Day, and you know your girl took herself to that. Dude, hell yeah. Monster yeah. Trucks rule. I've never been. I want to go. Oh, we should go. We should go. We should go. I love Monster Trucks so much. I do. I want to see Gravedigger, Jeremy. Gravedigger's the best one. Oh, I Jeremy likes a if big car. If he's got car. his red lights on, that means he's ready to go. That's great. I love that. I love that Monster Trucks and wrestling have like the same thing where it's like the spooky goth one is the best one. Yes, of course it is. They do have the best t-shirt. Yeah, they always got the good merch. Although now they have like really funny ones. Like when I was a kid, all of them were like named after the place they were from, and then there was Gravedigger, and that's why Gravedigger was the coolest. Yeah, he's because he actually had a brand. Hell. But then now, like all of them are just like this one's called like Flex, and it's got just big human arms. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know whose favorite one that is. (laughs) I like the one that's two big arms. (laughs) I like um, the one that's fucking yoked. Uh, anyway, I listened to Yes this week. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, we're all like on a, a wave. We're on a wave. <laughs> Look, I'm getting into I'm getting into Yes. Uh, so, um, I'm just leaning into my hairline running away, you guys. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, this week we watched the. Netflix original movie based on the book about Motley Crue, The Dirt. Yeah, and if you listen to any podcast me and Jeremy do besides this one, we've unfortunately been talking about this movie for like six months. Yep, we've been talking about I it apologize. for a very long time, and uh, it's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. We're well, going to keep uh, talking about it. It's hopefully, insane. 
Hopefully it's over for me after this one. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that there's nothing in this movie that isn't worth commenting on. Okay. There's literally not a moment in this movie that there's not something to say about. Yeah, okay. So, uh, before we start, uh, I I guess we should talk about, like, do you have history with Motley Crue? Mm -hmm. What's your history with Motley Crue, Germ? Uh, I, I mean, they're, like... A big enough cultural entity that I always knew who they were. Um, <clears throat> but mainly, like, all I know them from is Tommy Lee being a 90s television figure. Like, mm. he had kind of, like, a post-Motley Crue career simil- similar to, like, Henry Rollins's post-Black Flag career where he just kind of becomes a TV personality for a while. I kind of get that, but it's weird because Tommy Lee was most famous for just being a person who had sex with another person yes. on a well, video so that's tape. the thing is, yeah, he's part. Of, that's part of that part, yeah. though. Because like, he was and on he became... MTV all the time. He was in movies. Like, he just appears all goddamn over the place, and that's where you know him. It's really but, stupid. But, yes, I also I have seen the infamous Pamela... Uh, Tommy Lee uh, VHS tape, and uh, it's not great, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was a different time. You can't view it through the same lens. Well, it's like mostly <laughs> that they, it's not. It's mostly not a sex tape. What it is 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 mostly they're on their honeymoon and yeah. just like half naked the whole time, like having a fun time, having a fun time on a boat. And like she's making fun of his flaccid dick, and he's like, "Yeah, it's not up right now." <laughs> Shit like that. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> Just like, you know, just like dumb couple stuff. Um, I had a similar experience uh, with Motley Crue. Yeah, you're from Long Island and you love hair metal. Yeah, well, and also like my experience with hair metal was always through this weird lens of my family uh, because my uncle is a session drummer Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of hair metal type acts. So like Motley Crue for me for a while was just like, this just in the family but like i didn't know (laughs) them super well um i knew the hits you know yeah Yeah. um and like yeah i knew them culturally i do remember when the book first came out and like nikki six was doing the fucking um the media rounds right and i got a little fascinated with him because he's so up his own ass and i love that (laughs) shit like he's just so up his own ass he's just like which I guess you would be too, because once again, it's a classic story of getting famous when you're 19. Uh, but also that he died, so yeah. like that's a cool story. He's like, I yeah. died, man, and now I'm here. Don't do heroin, <laughs> Nikki Six. By the book, there would be no Avenged Sevenfold without my hair. So get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing, because my experience with this band is I I got into them because uh, they were uh, at like Shout at the Devil is in this 90s horror movie called Idle Hands. Mm-hmm. Do you yes, remember that course. movie? Yes, with Seth Green. Uh, yes, Seth Green. And died. Devin Sawa. Yeah. And some other people, right? Yeah, I remember... <laughs> The most 90s ass cast ever. It's the most 90s motherfucking cast ever. (laughs) I remember my friend uh, invited me over in middle school to watch it because he heard there was a boob in it. Um, I think there is, yeah. There is is a boob in that movie, I think. (laughs) But I remember watching the movie and just thinking genuinely that Devin Sawa fight. I like any movie where some guy fights his hand. Mm. For some reason. Oh, I remember this fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. What is it? He like loses his hand and then they like put a serial killer's hand on him or something stupid like that. Yeah. No, and and I, it's horny. 
the it's hand, really horny. The yes. hand was really horny. Yeah, it just wanted to touch bubs and stuff. Yeah, it wanted, the hand wanted to touch butts. Yeah. Uh, for sure, that was a thing. I remember it put its fingers in the pencil. Tra- Either way, I oh, remember yes. that. The, I remember that. Uh, um, whenever the like bull, uh, I think the bully character came around, he would drive a monster truck and he would play shout at the devil. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, I just liked that he had a high pitched voice. And then I was like, uh, I thought it was cool that they just looked like a bunch of evil drag queens. And then here's the, f- the funny thing is uh, when I became a scene kid. I thought we were all trying to look like Motley Crue. <laughs> right. Well, because, okay. I You're thought, not wrong. You're not that's, wrong. Well, I was but like. That's so funny well, that that's like what you. like. I was that, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I like. Because here's the thing. I was like uh, fascinated with just like. Uh, like makeup and dresses and s- stuff just all my whole fucking life. So right. I thought that I was like, cool. Evil drag queens. I'm into it. Yeah. Or whatever. So I thought that was the whole goal of being seen is that we were trying to look like Motley Crue, but we were too poor. Like, I thought that was the whole thing. And then when I found out that's not what everyone was doing, I was like, this is, what? Well, the West Coast version of seeing kids, I feel like we're trying to do that, at least not consciously, but like right. that, they all were looking like, but um, East Coast version of that was the more traditional flat iron, skinny jeans type zone. Yeah. But also it's like, is that what's happening to me right now? Because as you know, in 2019, I decided I wanted to grow a mullet and it's yeah. coming along and now it is green. And uh, <laughs> when I go back to my house, my roommate's going to shave the sides off again and it's just going to keep getting longer. And That's- I want to put beads in it at some point. <laughs> Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly as Tom Tommy Lee in this movie has that exact haircut. Yeah. So yeah, that is happening to you, Katie. There was a I guy was... who uh, worked at my mom's bank uh, when when I was a kid. She worked at a bank, and this guy was like, I think he was a janitor there, but he had that haircut, the Tommy Lee like shaved side, long ponytail in the back hairstyle. Yeah. And he drove a hearse. <laughs> what a like w- lame but also really cool dude. Yeah, I was like, what's his name? What's he up to? <laughs> no, I'm probably dead if I had to guess. <laughs> It's uh, the day we are recording this is Dracula Day. So happy Dracula Day to you, Janitor. Happy Dracula Day, you guys. Oh, wow. I didn't even. It sneaks up on you every year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Dracula. (laughs) But no, so that was my. Like a Dracula. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) But. I'm I love that. So, I'm so filled with shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't pooped in two days. Oh, and, no, Katie. Um, <laughs> it's making my riffs weird. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, one of the main things that I remember about Motley Crue from growing up is that, right, so Tommy Lee was a 90s media figure, and it's very easy to forget from the fact that he is the sex tape guy that he also was a musician at some point. You know, it's very easy to forget that. And the time that I was reminded of that was there was an MTV thing where Sum 41 played and they were doing like a Beastie Boys song or something like that. And then at the end of it, they transition into Shout at the Devil and they wheel out Tommy Lee on like a drum riser. But he's got like his huge, shiny, you know, rhinestone Tommy Lee double kick drum set. And there's like four stagehands just like like struggling so hard to push it out into the middle of the stage. And they clearly meant for the audience to be like, holy shit, Tommy fucking Lee. But like you could tell everybody there was just like, 
hey, it's that guy from the sex day. <laughs> <laughs> right, because like, if yeah. you're of our generation, unfortunately, that's just like that's just what you yeah. know him as at the time. And we're going to get a lot of comments like, you guys are so young. Guess what? We're yeah. not that young. So think about that before you <laughs> like <laughs> But I do remember um I do remember a moment where I realized that Tommy Lee from Motley Crue and the Tommy Lee from television were the same person. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't look like that on no, the thing. Oh like, yeah, he he because nineties Tommy Lee is very vastly different from Crew Lee. Yeah, he looked right. he and Travis Barker looked exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, he could, I have one more really funny. I'm so okay. sorry to yeah. to interrupt you, but uh, I remember also <laughs> when I first heard about the Tommy Lee sex tape, I thought it was Tommy Lee Jones. I would love to see a Tommy Lee Jones sex tape. I would love. You're just being especially like- if it's still Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson You're on like, a boat. You're uh, like, look at him. Glad he's he's having some fun in his golden years. I do look remember... At, uh, listen, Toots, I can't do this for too long or I'll pass out. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Um, but I do... So I remember trying to... I remember uh, around the, like late middle school, I tried to get really into... Motley Crue, because I was like, I thought they looked cool visually. I liked the one song. I listened to a bunch of albums. Kind of wasn't super into it. It wasn't really what I, I like. I had heard Van Halen already, so I was like, this is like a less version of that. Mm. And then I apparently Nikki Six wrote another book about doing a ton of drugs. Really? Yeah. It was he's, called The Heroin Diaries, and I bought that one, and it was <laughs> yeah because I thought that, it was the that's di- the one I remember him going on tour promoting because that yeah. was way earlier. Yeah, I thought they were the same book because uh, someone told me like, yeah, the Motley Crue book is like the most insane book of yeah. all time, and I read this one, and I was like, this is pretty sad. This one's sad. <laughs> I made I made like two chapters, and it's all just him like. Uh, telling stories about people coming to his house and him blacking out in the bathroom in a really and I was like this is depressing cool guy cool guy make a movie about him yeah well let's talk about the movie because (laughs) there's a scene about how fucking twisted Nikki Six is very early in this movie and I have a lot to say about (laughs) yes let's start I guess let's you've watched it the most recently so maybe you should guide us through it Uh, I (laughs) I put it on in the background today while I was trying to take a shit. Um, (laughs) I've also uh, watched most of it again. A feature-length shit attempt. It's been a day. (laughs) It's been a day. Uh, the the movie starts and uh, like it's Nikki Six as like. um, Drew just texted us. Yeah, what's up? He says, "Let me know when you want to start." Oh no! All right. I did not. He didn't say anything. So let's call. Let's call him in. All right. Let's call him in. Hey, everybody. Drew Kaufman, uh, who originally wasn't going to be able to do this episode, can do the episode now. So he's called in. Hey, Drew. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Drew Kaufman, and I don't want to say that I understand the plight of women on the internet. But holy shit, reply guys, leave me alone. Tool sucks. Tool fucking yeah. sucks. I, uh, that band I, sucks. I did not listen to Jeremy and uh, Drew's Tool episode, but I can just say that uh, Tool sucks, you guys. Relax. <laughs> um, Here's the thing. I also do not like Tool. I will, however, defend that that was one of the hardest episodes 
of any audio medium <laughs> to make it through. You oh, two absolutely. were really on a fucking journey on this on that episode. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is that if anybody was going to one day wake up and decide that they like Tool on this podcast, it would be either me or Jeremy because we're walking, talking curmudgeons, which is yeah. what that music is for. And unfortunately, it's too curmudgeon for me but not uh, too much for everybody who decided to find out what my website is and email me directly. <laughs> Did that really happen? There were like three or four emails, which has never happened before. Um, so that wow. was interesting. Well, yeah. hey, the dirt. Yeah, our, yeah anyway. Uh, enough of this. Also, Jeremy, leave Brian Cranston alone. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you have any... It doesn't matter. Leave that show alone. Um, I'm almost done with it. I got like four episodes left. Uh, all right. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, the next time we hang out and you tell me why the fly episode isn't good for some oh, that, reason. Oh, that's the best episode. Yes, it no, is. No, we're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't talk about that because it's Ryan Johnson and then Star Wars people will email you. Oh, I think the no. Ryan Johnson Star Wars is good. <coughs> I agree. Hey, hey. Yeah. All right. Arf, all right. Arf, 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 arf. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, Drew, what's your history with Motley Crue? I don't fucking know. They're cool. Bad. All right. <laughs> let's okay. go into the. Okay. All right. Cool. Great. So we have the party scene. Yeah. Well, we, have, we meet we have, the we have, boys. We have to talk about, yeah. We meet the boys. A woman squirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Squirts. But not in a way that actually. Fellas, That's I just want to let you know. Like. Squirting that- does happen, but it's not going to be like a garden hose scenario. I'm sorry. It's not like a. It's not like literally a super soaker under a chair. Like that's. What he, it was a super soaker that you bought on a commercial, and you were like, "This is going to be awesome," and it wasn't as strong as possible. But they were like, "We can use this to simulate squirting." Anyway, what did you say, Drew? Oh, I said it's also probably not caught on a steady cam. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yeah, they, they show everybody, uh, Vince Neal's having sex in a bathroom. The only time he has sex in this movie is in bathrooms. That's his kink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's dressing rooms. No, never for Vince Neal. It's in a bathroom every time, I think. No, 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 he's no, in no, no. Davidson's uh, girlfriend in his Oh, you're room. right. I thought yeah. it was a bathroom because it was white. <laughs> Although I will say there's no evidence on the film to suggest that there is not a uh, a sink or shower or toilet in their dressing rooms. Yeah, he's just got, I think he has to be in the vicinity of just like. It needs to be 10 feet away from a toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because fun fact about Vince I need Neal, to know he, that a toilet is nearby. Yeah, because he uncontrollably shits. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep this going. Yeah. So uh, we meet all the boys, and then we go into a flashback about Nikki Six's childhood, and I need to discuss this. Because yes. this was clearly written from the viewpoint of Nikki Six. Yes. And he's like, when I was a kid, I was a fucking badass. I was I cool. I was so cool. I got my bitch-ass mom arrested, and then I was put into foster care. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I have no doubt his mom sucked. Like, I think, you know... It's easy to talk about shitty dads, but, like, no one talks about shitty moms. There's shitty parents everywhere. But, like, let's not act like it was a cool thing to do. Well, yeah. here's... The, yeah. That... Tr- the also... You open your movie. Well... About your little band. Okay. 
Here's the other thing. Katie brought up, I'm sure that his mom suck. From what I saw in this movie, I'm not sure she sucked that bad. She's yeah. just had a boyfriend. <laughs> like, And he's like, I don't like it when you have fucking boyfriends. And he's being loud in his room like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And because... He, and because of that, because of his mom having a boyfriend and because she was like, hey, can you turn it down? We're in an apartment. He decides to cut his arm open. Yeah, that's what he does. Right? He cuts his arm yes. open. And I knew there was something CPS. with a knife. For some reason, I thought he stabs his mom or something like that. Listen, it in Lords of Chaos, it's 45 minutes until someone's cutting arms. <laughs> Not minute three. And then just and they're like, look how badass this child is. I was like, no. Okay, here's the, here's the. I mean, not to jump the gun, but this is why this movie is bad. Is that if you make a, a biopic about people that are still alive, they are executive producers, and when they're executive producers, they say stuff like, no, it would be more badass. I definitely screamed at my mom this way. This whole movie is basically for people who are still alive, trying to pretend that they mattered. Uh, and yeah. that's yep. that's really the the, the thesis. And that's the why I'm obsessed with it because yeah. the whole perspective is so funny. But that's uh, what makes um, that's what makes Tommy Lee so funny because Tommy Lee is basically like, yeah, I had the perfect life. I had a great mom. I had a great dad. I could play drums, and I loved hitting women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I uh, listen. <laughs> This movie had a lot of effects on me, mostly that I want to own many pairs of leather pants. Uh, please send me your leather pants. But yeah, Tommy <laughs> Lee's arc in this movie is wild. It's really wild. Yeah. Because the beginning of his story is like really compelling stuff. It's m- probably my nope. favorite part of the movie is him when he's young and hanging out at his parents' house. Because it's like the, it feels the most real out of anything that is in it. Is Yeah, just he's like, like, it wasn't a struggle. I was just like a kid who yeah. loved rock and roll. Uh, yeah, and like adorable, supportive parents who are like, you're so good at the drums, Tommy. And he's like, I know, I am. I'm going to wear my sister's pants. And they're like, you do that. It's great. Go to the show. And he's like, I'm going to go to the show. And I love the band. I'm so excited. And no, that wasn't the story. That's yeah, it not was. what happened. Yeah, it at is. What ha- yeah. At the beginning. Okay, yeah. well, you were describing as if that's like, a, if that if all of those scenes were like a good chunk of the movie. No, they're not. That they're is, not at all. And that's that a problem. That is two minutes of the movie. He's just like, hey, dad. And he's like, hey, son, great job being wearing that wig. And he's good like, I know. Tommy Lee. <laughs> good job. Machine Gun Kelly, you were acting like Tommy Lee. <laughs> You are a clearly a 34-year-old man, but I guess you're 17 in this scene. Yeah. And then he goes... <laughs> like, and then Tommy Lee goes to see any band at some... At, at, yeah. At like a, at a joint. Yeah, it's place. like... Yeah, I... I but get, you're right. I no, it's it's you... not a big chunk of the movie, and that's a problem for the movie because it should be because that's the most compelling thing in the movie. I still think that the guy with the bone rotting disease is... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That's the most interesting story of my. How is that not the focus of Motley Crue? Our our guitar player one day will not be able to do this. Yeah, because yeah. of uh, uh, like he was right. It's a curse. I'm like that's an interesting movie. That's yeah. an interesting the story. And I did not even know that about this band <laughs> until this. The perspective on Mick Mars in this movie though is so weird it's because so weird. he definitely was older than them, but. 
when you are 10 years older than someone and they are all 19, that means he's just like 30, which is still annoying, but he's not like ancient, but also like, if you're a Motley crew, you're definitely fucking, they try to play Mick Mars like he's like some saint in this movie where he like abstains from partying the same way. Like he's he's saying, yeah, he's like, let's protect the women or whatever. But like, no, I mean, come on. It's Motley fucking crew. That dude was neck deep. (laughs) (laughs) The other kind of neck deep. Both of them. (laughs) He is talking about aliens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's got a bone riding disease. I think that might include his dick. Yeah, but the thing is that the guy with bone-itis, he's like, his story, all of these stories are basically Nikki Six just being like, all right, well, I had a shitty childhood, so you must have had the best childhood in the world, Tommy Lee, because you never stabbed yourself with a knife in front of your mom. Like, And he, and then Mick Mars is like, he's like, uh, oh, wow, Mick Mars must abstain from sex because I never walked in on him fucking in a bathroom. <laughs> I know. You know. There's a, did anyone read the, like, um... The things that were missing from this movie, like the famous stories. No, I I, I, know, I didn't. I know um, some of them because I love rock and roll history. Everybody. I read it afterwards because <laughs> I was curious, like what was wrong. And apparently, the night that to, to jump a little forward when they um, when they kill uh, when that guy when they get in a car accident with the guy with the T Rex hat. Yeah, the guy which Hanoi Rocks. What an upsetting band name that is. Oh. Hanoi was the band he was in. Oh, I didn't. I've. I didn't even realize that that guy was in a band. I thought he was just hanging out with them. No. Yeah. They didn't establish that guy well. Yeah. When they get in the car accident with the guy from the Mighty Boosh, the reason why Mick Mars is in that scene. <laughs> the reason why Mick Mars is. Oh in that yeah. Scene wait, Drew. Hold apparently... on. Drew's talking about how they got in a car accident with uh, Hugh Jackman in the Greatest Show. <laughs> yeah. How do they not get Noel Fielding in this movie? This feels like real. Like, because exactly. he was like, I'm old and I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Everybody calm down. Drew, please talking about Screw Eye from We're Back Dying in this movie. <laughs> Isn't Jay Leno in that movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Moving on. Um, the Triceratops. <laughs> Everyone in this movie looks like they're in Devil May Cry. Yeah. <laughs> Say his point. <laughs> Everyone in this movie looks like at any point they could pull a giant sword out of midair. Like it just—they're all on mind freak. They're all on mind freak. Every <laughs> single person in this movie was dressed at abracadabra. <laughs> Everybody in this movie looks like there. a Cajun pirate. <laughs> what? A Cajun pirate. <laughs> all right. All right what were you saying? <laughs> okay. Do we have any more? <laughs> so apparently during that scene, uh, when the, in real life what had happened was is that Mick Mars had like almost drank himself to death and went out to the beach. And uh, Nikki Six went outside, saw that Mick Mars was almost dead and was like, eh, I'm going to leave this alone. Goes back into the house. Car accident happens. Everybody's crying. Mick Mars wakes up from the beach, thinks that he is dead. 100% thinks that he he overdosed or whatever and and drowned and died cuz he walks then he walks back into the house thinking he's a ghost and everybody's crying he's like oh my god they're crying for me and it took him like 20 minutes to realize that they were crying because of the car accident and not because Mick Mars was fucking the ghost of Christmas future <laughs> i think that story is so funny 
That's such a bummer too, because it's like a double whammy. Because it's like, no, no one even noticed you were gone, man. <laughs> I know. This is a movie uh, that I was like, it has no through line or perspective or anything. It is literally just the tropes of a biopic yeah. as one movie. It's like everything they're making fun of in Walk Hard is this movie. <laughs> I I just I wanted them to like pick a thing like they found a way to like make this movie dance around like all of the reasoning because I just I think that what I'm uh, uh what I realized when I was like trying to become uh like trying to get into Motley Crue in high school is I realized that it wasn't about anything there isn't really anything special about this band no, they just have like the they they don't really know what they are or what they want to do they just want to be drunk <laughs> like yeah they're just sunset like sunset strip party boys yeah right. well i you know i kind of wanted to see like in this movie i'm like all right if the whole band is about partying i want to see like how they kind of grow into that or like where it where it kind of starts for the i guess like because that's what the the movie is is that people who idolize partying and the concept and like that rock Rockstar lifestyle, and like the only thing that even comes close to that is Nikki Six listening to music, <laughs> like listening yeah. to T Rex <laughs> once, and then he mentions Van Halen, and then they're already in this band. Yeah, like they build the band. It's it's I've never seen a band uh, a, a biopic where the band is literally just built in a few seconds in an apartment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will say I um. There's just little uh, like snips here and there where you're like everyone's doing excellent imitations of people. <laughs> really? Uh, I think Machine Gun Kelly does a spot on Tommy Lee when he's hitting on Heather Locklear. Yeah. On the the veranda, he sounds exactly like him, yeah. uh, cadence wise. Uh, but mostly, I mean, this is a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm just saying it's enjoyable. Out of the four of them, who do you think did the best job? <laughs> I mean, they're it's not their fault because the real guys are sitting there insisting that they look sexier, yeah. sound sexier. Be cooler. Be cooler. You have yeah. to be cooler. Like in this it's scene. nobody's <laughs> fault that it's you know they're not all jacked up. The thing the is, band. when I wrecked that car and killed that guy, it was cool. Be cool when you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we talk I mean, about how? I think. Well, did you do you want? I think the the most compelling, uh, the only, I think the only actors in this movie who are kind of landing it somewhere in a universe of an acceptable performance <laughs> are the uh, are are the are the choppy pee pee guy from Game of Thrones uh-huh. as McMars. And I guess Pete Davidson is fine. I think Pete Davidson does a good job. I think we we disagreed on this uh, earlier before we started recording. But I, I think, think Pete Davidson bad. does a decent job in this movie. I th- I'm very think, surprised by it. I think he does. I think he he's the. Uh, I think he's just playing. It. I just think he's just playing. Yeah, he's just like talking. He's yeah. just like acting in the movie, and he fits. Unlike everybody else who's <laughs> doing a bad job of acting. <laughs> okay, I have a crazy hot take. Yeah. Okay. I think that the that all of the acting was like fine in levels of like if it wasn't Mad TV sketch. I don't think that there was yeah. they're not working with a lot, right? Right, so they're not. What's interesting to me is I think there's no way this could have been a good movie because in order to have a good screenplay, you have to have characters that learn their lesson. And literally, the only lesson learned is oh, my daughter has cancer. Like, but that that thing is a lie too because I mean she did have cancer, but 
They totally don't talk about during that time period Vince Neil tried to launch a solo career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. The whole movie is is like a bunch of lies trying to rewrite the past for some some old people who have a lot of money. But um, the most interesting and most compelling story to me is the manager who happens to be two managers um, because, the, you know, this movie was directed by Jeff Tremaine, who did all of Jackass. Um, really? Yeah, what? That makes so much sense. Yes. Why I mean, that's that's that why this movie sense? feels like because the movie is about people throwing sinks in a hallway and you're supposed to be yeah. on their side, you know, right? The, like the. Like the frenetic energy of all those scenes where like Tommy Lee is running around in his underwear, they're partying super hard and like shit's going crazy all over the place. Like you can see in the way that that's like viewed that it's somebody who has a lot of experience shooting that type of thing. Yeah. But also like Drew said that like we're supposed to be sympathetic to it instead of being like these guys are being jackasses. Yeah. Right. I think I think I get the point of it, but cinematically I don't think that there's I, I didn't notice it. It wasn't like a Sam Raimi movie where you're like, oh, wow, this is such artful goop. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that, it's not like the, like that is well put together. It is not hard to pull a camera backwards and be like, all right, when you round down the hall, uh, throw glass. <laughs> that is all that happens in that. Like you, it's not like, oh, we need, they don't build anything. Like the most artful shot is that a TV falls into frame once. <laughs> And then crushes a car. I, I like, disagree. I think that the I think any scene with real life is shot pretty stock, and it's just kind of like over the shoulder, over the shoulder, wide. But I agree. Any scene, any scene where there's action is shot really well. I mean, the scene where the Tommy Lee explains what his night is like. Yeah, is that's the what only I'm redeemable thing from that movie. Like literally, that that shot should you should watch that movie that part over and over again. It's done so well, and the reason why I that that's where I get my hot take from is that I realized as I'm watching it and knowing that Jeff Romaine directed it, I'm like, oh, that story of this guy who's getting paid a ton of money to do damage control for this band is the story of Jeff Romaine, the guy who had to wrangle in everybody from Jackass, you know? <laughs> it's That's his story. And I think it's like kind of the most developed where he's like, yeah, I hate this, but I do it for money and I love getting paid and I'm good at what I do. <laughs> when he punches Tommy Lee... And Tommy Lee realizes that that's why he wakes up every morning handcuffed. It's not because he's been sleeping with someone. It's because that was the only way to keep him from destroying a microwave for no reason. I thought that fucking was awesome. I love that. Yeah, that little sick. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to reframe what Drew said. And just, yeah, that little segment I thought was really well done. It just sucks that it's like sandwiched between nonsensical shit. Like it just felt so out of the blue suddenly. Yeah. yeah, I well, I think there are I think there are pieces of this movie that are you know have somewhat of there's pieces of like where of the movie where I'm like oh I would like to see a version of this movie told in this way like when when the when the uh, when the manager when they meet the manager and the manager goes or or someone goes that isn't how it happened yeah I think it would be awesome if the entire movie was. We're watching a scene, and then, like, uh, the way that Motley Crue wants us to see it, and then we watch it, like, from a very realistic, disconnected perspective yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. I think that shit would rule. I think, I agree, I liked the POV, uh, the POV sequence. I think, um, uh, I think that that sequence was fine. It was, it was, it was cool, but it wasn't, it wasn't the first time I had seen something like that. Yeah, I, no, You know what I mean? mean? Like, I don't, it was... 
It was fine. They've. I feel like I've seen in biopics specifically, like a drunk guy walking around partying, and there's like POV of something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's enough of a trope that we literally parodied it. We parodied it with Chris the Bat in that one episode. Yeah, of course. Like we literally did that same thing because it's enough of a thing that people would see it and it would be part of a visual language they'd understand. Well, when I was harnessing the Menaze scene of that and thinking about the cinema verite of what it would be like if a flying rat was vomiting uh, in a toilet. Um... <laughs> yeah, well, either way, yeah. I, I, I just, I think that there are, that I, 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 I don't think that anyone behind the camera did a, shit job of this movie this movie looks extremely competent yeah you know like the nothing actually looks bad. the wor- the only shot that's genuinely not great is when they pan from a bar pillar to see <laughs> vince neal drinking in a ocean themed bar <laughs> with a fake beard that's the only shot that was distracting. otherwise it's a it's a perfectly fine it, it's a it's a everybody um doing the visual job in this movie did, did a totally fine job yeah can we talk about the talking about visual things though uh, some of these practical effects of like beards and wigs oh and- oh yeah the wigs in this movie <laughs> who let that happen the 80s that's what they looked like no no this is the photos they looked terrible back then when they were real I too i know i'm saying their hair wasn't no i'm saying the quality and placement yeah 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 dear drooby no but you, i mean that like they look like they're wearing wigs if you told me that everybody in motley crew had chemo and wore wigs i would believe you <laughs> what is with everyone today <laughs> um, they are bad wigs like they're bad that, wigs. look at i that fo- we're, we're looking at the still shot on my tv right now yeah and fucking vince <laughs> looks like john denver <laughs> Can we talk about how at the end of the movie, someone had to paint tattoos over Machine Ke- yes. Gun Kelly's tattoos? Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly famously covered in fucking tattoos. They had to paint over his tattoos and then paint new tattoos on <laughs> Because the discerning viewer would see it and be like, well, those aren't Tommy Lee's tattoos, and that takes me out of this. <laughs> That's not Tommy Lee's area code tattooed on his neck. <laughs> That's someone else's area code. <laughs> oh, what a wait. That's his social security number. <laughs> tattoos tattoos in movies are never good, though. I don't know why, because every makeup artist has tattoos. Like, you can't yeah. be a makeup artist unless you have a fucking, like, terrible Do you know tattoo. why, like, makeup never looks like an actual tattoo? It's because it's not, it's literally injected into your fucking skin. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to do. <laughs> Yeah, when no, did you I know. see what like place beyond the pines? Like all of Ryan Gosling's fake tattoos look crazy. Yeah, it looks well because they always look like they're brand fucking new because yeah. they're on top of your skin and you look like that guy from Maroon Five, <laughs> right? The guy who like very clearly got his whole body tattooed in one sitting, <laughs> and that yeah, before the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get out there before I start itching. <laughs> yeah, he's out there doing the the slap itch <laughs> the whole time, trying to trying to play it off like he's doing the like he's doing the beat along with the song. <laughs> but he's fucking peeling. 
there's a whole snake skin out there. <laughs> Listen, He's that, molting on stage. That slimy man clearly has a lot of body dysmorphia, and I, for one, hope he gets help. I agree. <laughs> I uh, All right. This, this movie, can we talk about... The Austin Powers impersonator they got to play Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah. There were so many opportunities in this movie to have other famous musicians in it, which is what I wanted from it. And yeah. because these dudes are alive and such egomaniacs, they're like, we don't need that. I'm like, yes, I do. I want to see you guys open up for Rat or whatever. Yeah. And I, you yeah. know, or like, because that's what they were doing. Because uh, a big misnomer is that that first show where they get in the fist fight, like, they just put on themselves. No, they were, like, Nikki Six was already in bands, so, like, they were opening up for, like, really big acts out the gate. So it's like, yeah, I want to see that shit. I want to see yeah. a bad, more of a bad David Lee Roth. They had that one kind of axe-looking dude, slash-looking dude doing heroin, but, like, I want the whole thing. I want them all! <laughs> I, I want, want bad wigs and imitations! Yeah, I wanted, I can't believe they... They put David Lee Roth in the movie, and he's not going to be shouting. <laughs> he's calmly doing cocaine on a couch. That is never... Da- David Lee Roth has never done cocaine sitting down. <laughs> That's ever, they, and he they, says... They it, said that scene never happened, though. That's why it never happened. Because the real David Lee Roth wouldn't have let that happen. He would have never been caught anywhere near those Yeah, assholes. the real David Lee Roth is, like, doing karate kicks to random people at the party. Yeah. No, made him like the- Jim Morrison. No, David Lee Roth is screaming. No, because what it is is David Lee Roth, first of all, wouldn't come over their fucking like slumlord house because he's like, you got to dirty my kimonos. Yeah, I he's, like, he's like, you come over my house where, yes, he is karate kicking people. <laughs> Listen, boys, I'd love to come hang out with you, okay? But I don't think my... uh. My 10-foot cowboy hat is going to fit in the doorway, so we're going to have to move this party elsewhere. Somewhere with industrial clearance. But yeah, I would have really loved to see, like, they, yeah, they had, like, David Lee Roth supposedly for two seconds in that really bad Ozzy Osbourne, but I really would have. you guys didn't like the Ozzy? I loved the Ozzy. I loved Ozzy. I loved the ass. I loved the ass and and the snorting ants, and I liked the, I liked the concept of it, but that guy... Uh, that that Ozzy voice was t- it was so bad. <laughs> Do bats make you horny, baby? Yeah. No, he sounds like, he sounded like like uh, um, he sounded like eighties Ozzy. Like what's that famous documentary that he cooks the eggs in in the kitchen while wearing like his wife's clothing? No, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I thought he sounded like Ozzy. I think the thing is that, like, you can do an Ozzy impression where he sounds, like, riddled with drugs and shit. But, like, this Ozzy is supposed to be in his early 30s. Like, he's still kind of in control of his body. I thought it was great. Honestly, no, I would I would watch a whole movie of that guy as Ozzy. I, I would not. That guy didn't. He had the... The Ozzy tattoos looked like Ozzy tattoos, and the Ozzy wig was the best wig he in the He didn't have Ozzy's ass. Ozzy's, what? He did not have Ozzy's ass, though. That is for sure. He did not have Ozzy's <laughs> ass. But uh, that guy didn't... Uh, that guy's face... They clearly cast that guy because he had a decent Aussie voice but it it is it 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 really sounded too much like actual Austin Powers to me <laughs> like the whole time I was like this is that guy is Austin Powers he clearly had he has Austin Powers teeth <laughs> like, <laughs> which uh Ozzy didn't have I think it was uh I think as far as impersonations go I, I'm pretty sure they could have just 
I don't know. I thought it was bad. Yeah. Who cares? I thought well, it, and it's, it's another it, to do a good Aussie to make me like the Aussie. They also didn't make me like yeah. Aussie doing antics in this movie. Frankly, you just got to be Ben Kohler. Like that's yeah, just what it absolutely. needed to be. They should have hired our boy. Hi, call Ben Kohler. He does yeah. a great ben. job. But call Ben, then call me. I'll do anything. I need another <laughs> job, and I'm so broke. I saw a man snort ants and drink piss, and I was bored and upset. <laughs> yeah, you were bored and upset because that was like, they had already done so many antics, and at this point you'd realized, oh, antics aren't cool. We're adults. This is sad. This is painful. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, that if, like, if, if, if it was an Ozzy Osbourne movie, you would have five key antics. You'd have them, you know, Piss on the Alamo, you'd have him snort ants, you'd have him bite off a bat. By the bat, you feel bad because you kill an animal. No one wants to see that. But the thing is that this movie is all about antics without consequences. Because I bet you, like, I bet you Vince Neal, like, like walks into a hotel and just for fun, kicks over the garbage can and is like, yeah, Motley Crue. Like, these guys don't feel bad about anything they did, and there's never a moment of remorse in the movies. Yeah, so, like, right. why why would you want to watch these annex? I don't know. At least with Jackass, it's like they're doing it to themselves. That's, like, what is enjoyable about Jackass. This is them. They throw a fucking... Right. They throw shit on somebody's beautiful car. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. I was like, I don't... I don't get what the perspective of the movie is. Like, is, is it just the... Is that also what's enjoyable about the book? I haven't... I said earlier, Drew, before you got on, I, I read the wrong Motley Crue book. <laughs> There's multiple like, Motley Crue books? Yes. Both written by Nick. Nikki Six wrote a follow-up to this called, like, The Heroin Diaries. And I thought it was the book everyone was talking about. Apparently, uh, but it's not as good because it wasn't written by the fucking uh, uh, the pickup writer. artist. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Strauss fucking wrote this. Can we talk about the heroin for a second? Because okay. they made the heroin look like it was like 13 Reasons Why or some like teen movie. <laughs> he goes into his special heroin cave. He shoots up and he just sits there and drools. Okay. So the heroin scenes. Yes. Like he has like a beautiful closet that is like a bohemian opium den. Yeah. You know, a lot of image. You know, I always wondered why. Hair metal dudes love silk scarves so much. It's because for all the heroin you do with them, apparently. Um, but also, like, this movie is about fun without consequences for most of it. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the most graphic needle-in-arm action I, like, I've ever yeah. seen. And Disgusting. it, like, genuinely upset me uh, to look at. And I watch horror movies on the regs. Yeah. Yeah, that, watching that was very upset. I don't know why everybody just wants to be. Uh, this is like a thing that they want to do. Like they did it in like Lords of Chaos. Like like every this is the scene everybody's like waiting for. So we got to do the graphic part. Like we got to do the most graphic. Yeah. Uh, guy shooting himself in the face scene ever. We got to do the most graphic needles in the arms like this is the moment like it's a because th they built this movie like it's spider-man like they're all sitting around <laughs> drawing the motley crew logo like toby mcguire drawing the suit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're like we gotta get the origin story right i'm like it's like 
it's the heroin scene, man. We I want to see needles dangling in arms. <laughs> yeah, this is their like, version of the with great power comes great responsibility. Scene. I know. Yeah, it's just like it's got to be in there. It's got to be in there. You got to make it big. It's got to be the most memorable scene. And when they inevitably like remake this movie, they're like, we got to one up it. I want to see Nikki Six in front of Big Boy Deli by <laughs> Myrtle Broadway. <laughs> I want him with one of those weird leprosy, like, seven needle sets just going into his arm yeah. all at once. Yeah, reanimator. That's the gross thing about it is that they, they have him. He only does heroin in two places. He does it in his beautiful heroin closet, and he does it in, like, the most beautiful shanty house I've ever seen. Like, he's <laughs> yeah, in, a, it- like, a beautiful house. Everybody's dressed well. No one has shit themselves, and that's where he ODs. Like, there's never, like, he's on the road. They don't actually show, like that heroin is ruining his life. They just show that heroin is ruining his arms and in between his toes. Like, it's really weird. And, and it's ruining his friends' lives because they do have the scene where he's, like, fucked up at Tommy Lee's wedding. Yeah, but they leave out the part <laughs> of that that everybody... That, see, I don't buy that for a second because everybody was fucked up at Tommy Lee's wedding. Yeah. At no point do they ever show, like, that people are so drunk that they're pissing themselves. Like, that whole scene where he kills everybody in the car, like, it should have been a scene where it was, like, He's drooling and like fucking crying and is like, I'm going to get more beer. But he's basically speaking in Spanish at that point. Everybody's like, yes, yeah. get behind the wheel and drive. <laughs> Instead, yeah. they have like this beautiful like monologue from like a uh, fucking 40 year old virgin or something like, hey, if you could fuck one person, who would it be? Instead of it just being like, <laughs> and then they kill <laughs> Someone. And don't they do in that scene? I haven't watched this in like a month, but uh, in that scene, don't they do like that super cliche, like somebody is dying yeah. monologue where he's like, it looks like Christmas lights. And he's like, you look at those lights. There's gifts under the tree just for you. Yeah, it was yeah. 100%. I smell, a, I see a, a Thanksgiving turkey. Take a bite, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get some potatoes. Get some potatoes. <laughs> Hi, man, I'm dying. Do me a favor and drink one last beer and hit one more car before you leave in the ambulance. <laughs> we don't, we don't have Thanksgiving turkeys where I'm from. What are we? What, what? Can I talk about the OD scene real quick? I yeah. love that literally the medic, the only black person in the movie, by the way. <laughs> the medic, the medic is like... The medic was like, this is Nikki fucking six. He's not dying on my watch. That didn't happen. That person was like, um, I don't know. Give me a bunch of shit. This rat fink drawing is going to fucking going to die. You know what's the worst thing is that every YouTube comment is going to be like, um, actually that happened. There are two sources that you can cite. One, the book that Nikki six wrote. And two, the book that an ambulance driver wrote where he also made money. <laughs> I want the I want uh, just any interview with the ambulance guys like yeah man I don't I didn't know what to do I was I I didn't want to lose another Ramon so I was like <laughs> <laughs> He's like yeah I saw this guy and I just like made up some shit off the top of my head I said I don't know Nikki 6 and they're like that's actually his name and I'm like holy shit I just fucking made that up isn't that why <laughs> I would love if he was just making up catchphrases uh bananas are for quitters <laughs> another Ramon. <laughs> we can't lose another Ramon. <laughs> um, I I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> yeah, what else is there to cover? I just... I, I don't I, do the fucking sex tape. 
The sex tape's not in the movie, and I'm very surprised at that. Pamela Anderson isn't in the movie. Yeah, they yeah. stop at the 90s where they're, like, they're going on stage for a reunion. It's like, and then we continue to be the most popular and <laughs> beloved band ever. Yeah. And ever and ever. You know Motley Crue, your favorite band. <laughs> yeah, I it just... Was, they stopped when it, like, it noticeably got sad for everybody in the world. Like, to watch those guys still be the same as they're approaching their 40s, you know? For sure. Yeah, 100%. Well, like, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, because this movie is crazy. I just want to, I want to know, like, because it is, I've heard people talk so much about, like, this movie, er, this story. I'm like, what is interesting about it? Just, like, all the shit that they did, like, all the awful things. Yeah. Is that why the book I mean, is famous? you realize that once you quit drinking is that you realize that every drinking story that you have is oh so this one time i was being an asshole you know <laughs> well so like i mean yeah i guess that's the only version of this movie that works is if you kind of tell it as like a cautionary tale like that's i don't know again this is just the problem with like every like rock and roll movie is they're like Look how cool this is, and rock and roll isn't fucking cool. It's not cool. Nothing that they do in this movie is cool. It yeah. always feels like everything around them smells bad. It feels like they're like waking up with like tummy aches every single morning in this movie. Like they can't feel good ever, right? Well, how? that's what you know. I will say that is the very impressive thing about Motley Crue is that they were so fucked up on everything and they managed to play all those shows and yeah. it's really like shows you the tenacity of teenagers here's the thing <laughs> I'm like here's terrified to go on stage if I've had like a little hit of weed yeah, I will never I know. go on I stage I talk like I a space alien <laughs> yeah I can't do but that you know that's the other thing is I know um, they don't do a good job on stage when they play this fucked up. Uh-huh. Like I know uh I know a guy who was uh like like a session drummer and played for Solo Vince Neal. And he told me it, it like he was literally the fill-in drummer for Motley Crue. If like Tommy Lee yeah. couldn't play, this is the guy. And he told me a story about playing with Vince Neal one time and Vince Neal was so fucking drunk and just not making any sense. Uh, and they they had just he was like we just finished playing Red Hot, and Vince Neil comes over and starts sweating on my drums, and I'm like, hey, Vin, okay, are you okay, bud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are we what are we playing? Uh, what are we playing now? He's like, Red Hot. He's like, we literally we just played Red Hot. He goes, Red Hot, and he's like, and then I guess we just played Red Hot again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what playing shows with people like that is is that they're just fucking messes like they don't do a good job it's not cool it's really sad (laughs) i think the way that they could have fixed this movie though is if they tried to reframe it as if it was like a sports movie where the whole narrative of it is just like tommy lee you're so fucked up right now he's like i know man i'm real fucked up but i gotta get on stage you can't get on stage that fucked up watch me watch (laughs) me (laughs) and he gets on stage and he fucking like whips ass and they do like a uh like a slow-mo scene of him just like drumming as he pukes and you're just like, man, I can't believe he fucking did it. I what I wanted to see is when he starts dreaming of the spinning around, uh, like drum set. I wanted to see like scenes throughout the movie of them trying to build it and it failing, <laughs> <laughs> and then finally by the end it spins all the way around until the act, the last concert the drums get stuck upside down <laughs> and it has to go backwards. I want to build a drum set that spins around. 
Get me Rube Goldberg. Tommy, Rube Goldberg is dead. I have more money than God. Dig, dig up his body. <laughs> dig up his body. <laughs> but I don't know. I think there is, like, um, I think there's an interesting way to maybe tell a story about this. But I, be, I mean, I get, like. Well, you'd have to be from the perspective of not the band. Because what is what this movie is about, that everyone's dancing around, this is a movie about how rock and roll ruined all their relationships and their family and the only people they could count on is each other because they were all dependent on each other to continue living as like the most drunken miscreants in the world you know like literally the 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 most accurate portrayal of like a musician's relationship is every time tommy lee is on a payphone being like heather locklear from tv is mad at me because i'm not home you know like the, that's why yeah. the daughter thing is so ridiculous because the daughter appears three times the first time is his wife who's a mud wrestler is pregnant the second time she is leaving him and won't let his daughter stay for the show and the third time she's in the hospital you know like there's yeah. never a moment where they're like oh wow i just got out of jail for killing a person i have a court-ordered sobriety maybe i should spend time with my family they don't even show that he just spends time sulking yeah yeah and they were like yeah, I, I, the, what drives them apart isn't really there. I, I think the problem is is that their perspective. Uh, yeah, it's just that their perspective on the band isn't what it is. Like, yeah, the narrative of like no one has ever sounded like this before is not true. There's yeah, it's a, not true at all. Like they yeah. reference van. Like yeah, bands were already doing this. They should be like we should just do what they're doing, but like to the extreme. Like let's just do it. Let's dre- right. let's wear the most makeup. Let's have the biggest hair, because right. that's the and all that shit. And like you I, know, I think the, something. I think one of the biggest problems of the movie is that it's told from the perspective of people who have experienced the consequences of their actions, but don't think that their actions weren't cool. Like they know that like what they did led to bad things, and they're like, man, it sure got hairy there for a little bit. I'm glad that we're past that. But man, wasn't it cool while that was happening? You know what I mean? They still don't think that what they did wasn't cool. Like, we're watching this as adults just like, holy shit, that guy's drinking piss. That's like a rock bottom (laughs) moment for somebody for sure. But they think it's cool. And the problem is that the director is the jackass guy who also thinks it's cool. So the whole thing is presented as like, wow, these antics sure are crazy and dangerous. Isn't this fun? And then something happens, and you're like, well, sometimes the fun's got to stop. That sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's it ends with murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I did listen to a lot of Motley Crue after I watched this movie the That's first true, time. That's true, yeah. It's good commercial for Motley Crue. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I have listened to more Motley Crue than I probably ever have in my life after seeing this. I'm going to tell you that I did the opposite. I don't think I will ever listen to Motley Crue again, because I don't care. But uh, what I did have to listen to was in the beginning, the first time they play Livewire, I wasn't sure if that was Vince Neil or if that was the dude uh, who who played uh, Oswald in 11, uh, 23, or 26, 63. What? The guy who played Vince Neil. I was trying to figure out the whole movie. I'm like, how do I know this guy? He played Lee Harvey Oswald in the uh, James Franco JFK movie that's on Hulu. What? It's a cool what? show. There's a show. There's a, okay, a, Plugs everybody. Uh, there's a show on Hulu <laughs> called 112263, uh, uh, and it's about After the Stephen King book. Wait, the first George Lucas movie? No, that's uh, THX. THX eleven thirty eight. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a TV show. It's a, it's about uh, it's based off a Stephen King book about like James Franco goes back in time to stop 
JFK from getting assassinated. And it's really interesting. But that but that guy who plays Vince Neil played Lee Harvey Oswald in it. And that's why I was like trying to figure out how the fuck I knew him. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you're a fan. If you're if you're a, an 1163 head at home, you might be laughing at this. Yeah. <laughs> uh- I think we have said everything we can say about yeah. this movie. Let's wrap. Oh wait, it up. wait, wait! I'm. This is the one thing I had to look it up because I was like, "Does Vince Neil really sound like Chris from Saves the Day?" And that one song is, I think, the only song where he's singing and not Vince Neil, and it sounds exactly like Saves the Day. And I realized that um, Saves the Day and Motley Crue are the same band. Okay, no, no this is a no, weird. No, no, also, wait, no, is it no. the actor singing? It's not the actor singing. It might be. No. It is in that one scene. It is in the... the it's the, in the, the first scene where they like they find their sound. Right. Yeah. But uh, right. it's It kind of explains why it sounds a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> out of seven Dragon Balls. Katie? Uh, what? No. <laughs> no. I will say I... Okay. I like this movie. It is a bad movie. It's a very entertaining movie. Yeah. So it's not good. It's entertaining. It's fun as shit. It made me want to buy a pair of leather pants. And yeah, I did go listen to Motley Crue afterwards, kicking off my hair metal summer. So you know what? That's how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Would Jordan, you recommend it? I would recommend it as an easy watch. It's not. I'm not gonna be out. <laughs> Nothing says easy watch like someone squirting out a squirt gun in the first. <laughs> I think two it's a fun movie. movie. It's yeah. stupid as shit. It's not good, but like I am very entertained by it. And but yeah. I will preface this by saying that I do love shitty rock documentaries and biopics, and I watch a ton of them, and yeah. a lot of them are bad. Most of them are bad. So take that with what you will. Have you guys seen the trailer for this new Bruce Springsteen movie, by the way? That's not let's I'm trying to finish this podcast, <laughs> <Okay>. Jeremy. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Jordan. Um, as I love bad movies, I thought that this was really hard to watch. I thought it wasn't as fun or funny. Like I laughed at the cringy parts, but it wasn't to me. It wasn't insane enough to warrant viewing. I'm pretty sure this is what it feels like. It would feel like for me to watch like a <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody or something. Oh, I don't think no, it's that this bad. Is way, this is way, way more better. Yeah. I've First seen of both. all, this is way better. You don't have to pay to see it in a theater. It's just on Netflix. Yes, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like a Hallmark movie with boobs in it. Yeah, it's you're great. right. Yeah, we talked about it. It was like this is legitimately a Hallmark movie. Yeah. But they're throwing up and whatever. They're throwing up, but it's sexy when they do it. <laughs> I I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. want. I wouldn't recommend watching this. To be honest. Yeah, I would. I would definitely recommend watching this movie. I think it's a blast. I think it's really stupid and bad. And like, there's a lot of stuff in here that you're gonna like see and think to yourself, like, "Wow, uh, I can't believe somebody thought that was a good idea to put into this movie." There's a scene where Tommy Lee, who the whole movie long has been played up as this like wholesome family boy sort of character, just out of left field just like punches his uh, fiance in the face and then just says like and don't fucking like tell anybody about it or whatever like it's something like that yeah and then they, they like never, never talk about, about it again and you're just like why did you even put that in the movie yeah maybe don't even put that part yeah. in there um uh but yeah i mean ultimately it's a bad movie with a lot of very questionable decision making in it but it's also really fun and stupid and funny and uh, uh i would recommend watching it drew um Okay, well, I, it definitely wasn't as bad as uh, Stinky Fists, the story of Tool, 
but um, it's not a good movie. I would not recommend it. Wait, is that a real thing? It's their yes. song is called like Stay yes. Fist. Why was anyone defending that band? They're Ugh. dumb. They're dumb fucking musicians Ugh. who just think that. They can like talk about stink fists and also DNA in the same song, and they're like, "Yes, we're a smart band. We've compa- we've compared DNA to fisting. It's oh, clever." God. That also sounds like that sounds like they're writing about white power. So what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not cool to talk about DNA anymore. <laughs> yeah, who cares? But the the reason I wouldn't recommend this movie actually is because I think if you're kind of dumb you shouldn't watch this movie because if you if you have like a little bit of critical thinking in your head you can have a good time but if you're dumb you're just gonna be like oh man how cool was that movie first of all so many tits and no dicks they did coke (laughs) off a girl's ass it was awesome like they captured the ethos of all of this like boyish action should have showed some dicks. I'm. I'm really wish there was yeah, more dick in this. Movie. There should be more dicks in the movie. I Netflix think they all should have showed Show their dicks. dicks. I think they should have put them together. <laughs> um, done a braid. Like, cause then, then the metaphor for, or then his, like, him going, "This is the only family I've ever had." Totally adds up. That's yeah, the pathos yeah. the movie needed. I just also think there are more fun bad movies to watch than this. Yeah. Like yeah. you can just watch walk hard and there's jokes it's like great um yeah but i just it's not but i'm saying if you want to watch like a movie that was trying to make a real movie not a comedy it's it's it's, yeah it's a different comparison i will i mean like watch miami connection like that's a fun bad movie you know yeah netflix is a really bad problem with bad movies that aren't actually fun i watched that john Gotti movie thinking it was going to be fun and honestly i just i've never felt worse in my life it felt like i ate a car battery it was terrible (laughs) okay well that's been the show everyone yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right uh plugs uh, plugs find me on twitter at at jeremy thunder and uh listen to balling out Super. super it's a good podcast wait before we end sorry (laughs) <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Does every is there a music movie that you genuinely like, like about like a a musician that biopic I think is good that you think is good? No, La Bamba. <laughs> yeah, probably no. I don't think I can. <laughs> I I watch so many of these and I love them and they're all fucking bad. <laughs> they're all bad. I can't think of one at all. I, I, mean, I, I genuinely like, like La Bamba. High school, because at least it's not trying to be anything more than it is. But that's not a documentary or a biopic. That's that's just yeah. A, it's just like a movie where the Ramones are characters. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. different. Go, that's a movie. La Bamba. I thought La Bamba was fun. I like La Bamba. La Bamba is good. I like. They La eat a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen La Bamba in a long time. I. I think that thing you do is a really cute movie. It's not about a real band or anything, but it's a really cute. See, no one has a real answer in here either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that Jordan is actually Jordan's onto something, which is that like you can take elements of real people and make them into yeah. like a cool story. But for the most part, the real stories are just kind of sad, depressing, and violent towards women. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Folks yeah. at home, uh, tweet at us or whatever and tell us if there is a good one because I'm yeah. actually curious. Well, I, I am curious. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I watch so many of these. Like, I watch the Rush documentary, which is just about how they're fine. Besides <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the dead one, I watch the death documentary. 
I love well, those are vi- documentaries though. Those are good. Okay, so we're talking about fictional movies. I love Velvet Goldmine, and I know it's ooh, not a good movie. Ooh, Which one is that? Ooh, ooh the ooh. Okay. Yeah, I love that movie, and I know you all hate it, and it's okay. Who is that about? <laughs> that is about David Bowie and Iggy Pop, sort of. Okay, <laughs> it is. It's not good, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> You can love you you everyone. I know a lot of people that love it. It uh, oof. <laughs> it is oof. Anyways, yeah, fucking tweet at us or whatever. Tell us if there's a good movie because I'm very curious. Good movie about a real person. About it has a real, to be real. A good about a real person. person. Yeah. Yeah. Is Ray good? No. Ray no, with no one's seen Ray. <laughs> I. Well, that's why I'm asking, because yeah. I haven't seen it. Walk the Line is, like, okay. They stop it before it gets interesting. Walk Do the they? Line? I don't remember where it ends. They stop it before he becomes a weird Christian hippie and like, oh, yeah, that's does right. all this shit. Because it stops with him playing at the prison. Right? right, which is, like, there's so much more shit that happens. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They, these aren't good <laughs> movies. They don't make them good. They're entertaining. <laughs> they don't make them good. <laughs> They don't make them good. Mama said they don't make them good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. I love this. All right. uh, Plugs, Katie, on that. You can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose. Like Jeremy said, listen to our podcast, Balling Out Super. 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 And uh, I don't know. Give me money. <laughs> Times is tough out here. Folks. Times is Times tough. Is they don't tough. make them good. Give me money. <laughs> you know what? That's my plug. You guys know where to find me, unfortunately. So just give Katie money. You can you can find me as Katie's Venmo at Team KRL on Venmo. Um, yeah, everybody, please give Katie money. Um, <laughs> hundred percent. All right, everybody, please drink some piss. Good night. Mm, so much piss. So much piss. Mm. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. That was dumb. All right, what do I do with this? Uh, you just hit the space bar. The radio. Turn it up. Zach DeLaro. <laughs> Zach De La Roca? Is that what you said? <laughs> I was trying to, but it's not. Zach De La Roca. Too many syllables. <laughs> yeah, it is too much. Zach De La Roca. <laughs> like how I... against the machine. Nope, you can't. <laughs> it's like how I keep trying to fit the lyrics of Sweet Fantasy by Mariah Carey into Dig by Mudvayne. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's not totally. <laughs> it's not impossible. I believe in you. Oh, boy.